What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Devils with a Deke with your host, Nick Scortino. So, yes, I understand. It has been a while since I have, uh, you know, talked about the New Jersey Devils in podcast form. Um, basically, I just ne- hadn't really found the time. I was working on getting my streaming stuff set up, which I've now finally set up, which is great. And basically, you know, just kind of working out some other kinks with some other things, school, everything else. But we are now back to talk about the New Jersey Devils and what happened in the, you know, last two games of the season, um, the, you know, ups and downs, things like that, some, you know, impactful players. And we're also going to go over the shit show that was the Devils vs. Rangers game one of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, which happened today um, or yesterday, depending on when you're uh, listening to this. But yeah, we'll talk, we'll dive into that, unfortunately. But basically, you know, Devils had uh, arguably one of the be- uh, the second best t- uh, turnaround season uh, ever in the NHL. They had a plus forty nine points ba- um, c- based off of last last season. So they had forty nine more points than they did last season, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. But you know, this season eighty two games played, obviously fifty two wins, twenty two losses, eight overtime losses, and one hundred and twelve points. They finished one point behind Carolina, which sucked, but nothing really uh, you can do about that. And unfortunately, Carolina ended up beating the Florida Panthers uh, on the final uh, day of the regular season, and the Devils did win their game, so they could have uh, passed them. But you know, a couple games the Devils could have won here and there to kind of improve that. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. They you know. Or sec- finished second in the Metro, which is still a very big improvement over the last couple of years. So I'm not really complaining, but yeah. So they did that. Um, great record. Uh, they beat a franchise record for um, their away wins, which is also awesome. They did that, did that against the Caps, and basically, you know, um, we're gonna highlight some uh, players now that we have their final uh, regular season stats. So obviously, we're gonna start off with El Capitan, Nico Heischer. So Nico Heischer played. Um, you know, we played in most games this year. Um, 31 goals, 49 assists, 80 points, and a plus minus of 33, which is fantastic. You know, really good, really big season for him. And he just really meshed well together for the, uh, you know, his role. Cause, you know, he was, he's been the captain for, you know, the last like year or two. And having him step up in the way that he has, you know, getting collecting 80 points is huge enough. Getting getting the 39 goals, 49 assists is very very cool, uh, good for him. But to basically be that guy for the New Jersey Devils, he he's just a grinder, man. I mean, you know, I've been saying this for a while. He just you know, he basically just goes and you know, fights the puck uh, on the boards, uh, you know, crashes the net, crashes in deep to, you know, Hold up play in the uh, offensive zone. Um, some of the passes he makes, some of the you know, his vision is fantastic. He's he's really doing everything for them. He's a fantastic two way forward. He's great on the pe- the penalty kill and great on the power play for them. And he's only twenty four years old, which is also absolutely insane that he's only twenty seven uh, twenty four years old, and he's already you know the captain of the, the New Jersey Devils and already playing at a you know very 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 elite level for them, which is great. And basically, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to complain about his play. I've I've loved him ever since they drafted him. He's been a great addition to this team, and I'm very happy that he's currently the captain of the team. Uh, continuing, we have <clears throat> someone who actually 
had a fantastic season and broke a record, which um, I know a lot of you have probably guessed it by now, but that is Jack Hughes. So Jack Hughes finished the season this year with 49 goals, 56 assists, and 99 points with a plus-minus of 10, which is uh, still really good. Um, he obviously beat Patrick Eliash's franchise record for um, you know points in a season, which is 97. Hughes finished with 99. Sucks he was one point shy off of you know, uh, 100, which would have been very cool to see him, you know, collect 100 points. But beggars can't be choosers. I'm obviously not complaining here. You know, he's 21 years old, already, you know, getting 99 points in a singular season, which is unbelievable. And, yeah, he's been so fun to watch. He's great with the, uh, you know, line that he's been playing with. He's been playing a lot with Jesper Bratt, which has been a lot of uh, a lot of fun as well. And, yeah, he's been doing really well. And, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm obviously not going to complain about that. He's just a fantastic facilitator with the puck. Some of the passes he makes are just unbelievable. And, yeah, basically, he's, you know, he's great. I'm not, I I love love his style of play. Um, he really does a lot. And, yeah, to see him also break uh, Eliash's franchise record, which has not been touched for many, many, many years now, is amazing. And, it was broken by a 21-year-old, which is also absolutely insane. So he had a fantastic season this year, and I can't wait for, you know, the many more seasons we've got with uh, him uh, under uh, at the center position. Continuing, Dawson Mercer uh, also had a very big turnaround season um, for him at the age of 21. Uh, 27 goals, 29 assists, 56 points, uh, all career highs for him, which is great. Um, you know, he can only go up from here, which is awesome. Played really well. Um, you know, he's been great on that top line with Tomas Tatar, Nico Heischer, and him. And they've been, you know, they've been playing really well throughout the whole season. So I love his turnaround. He's been a very key piece in the offense. And he's just, uh, you know, for his nickname, Dogson Mercer, but he he really does play like a dog. I mean, he's out there doing everything possible to help the uh, this team win, which is the only thing you can really, you know, the only thing you can really ask for for from a, a young player is basically just go out there, play your game, and you know try to help your team win and and score goals and get assists and you know do whatever you're you know you want to do. And he's really uh, coming to his own, and it's it's great to see that. Um, development, you know, with him, Jack, all these guys, all these, you know, 20-something-year-old uh, players, which we'll talk about um, later with the playoff experience, which I think will come naturally, unfortunately. But, um, you know, yeah, they've done uh, – he's done a really good job this year so far, and um, I'm excited to see what they do, uh, you know, further into the playoffs. So we also have uh, Jack's line mate in Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt, um, 32 goals, 41 assists, 73 points, plus minus 14. Uh, very good. Very good stats for him. Obviously betting on himself again. He only signed a one-year deal. He's looking for that multi-year extension, which I genuinely think he's going to get from the Devils. They've been working with him and Timo Meyer to work on those. Uh, multi-year extensions to get those done, which, you know, they're both key players for the Devils. I mean, Jesper Brad is a very good um, scoring left winger. I mean, he's got a wicked wrist shot, wicked, um, you know, hands. The Some of the moves he makes is just unbelievable. I mean, you, you can't ask for more. Uh, he's really just, 
you know, he's really doing everything you can ask for for him. And, you know, he's only 5'10 and 175 pounds, which is not very big in the NHL. But some of the moves that he makes and some of the plays that he does is he's so unpredictable in front of the goalie that the goalies don't really know how to stop him. Um, Unless, you know, obviously he telegraphs a move, which happens once or twice. You know, happens to everyone in hockey. You know, you can only do so much. But the other crazy part is, you know, he was a a sixth-round pick. He was... um, Picked in 2016 in the sixth round, he was picked 162 for the Devils, which is wild that he's putting up these types of numbers as a uh, you know sixth round pick, which you don't really know if they're going to pan out. Those are the biggest crapshoots that you can you know really think about because once you get into those later rounds of any draft for any you know professional sports um, teams and organizations, you really never know how these late round draft picks are going to pan out but he's really doing well and you know I'm happy that he's been able to elevate his game which is something you want from all your guys but for him to be able to elevate at such like a high level where he's not the biggest guy on the ice but his stick work and his hands are miles better than some of these players and some and you know he's been able to beat some of these goalies in crazy one-on-ones so you know he's really uh, elevated his game. And Tomas Tatar has done very well while playing with uh, Nico Heischer. So Tomas uh, Tatar, 20 goals, uh, 28 assists, 48 points. He's done very well. And he's really, you know, stepped up big. Uh, his plus minus was uh, 41. And he's he stepped up big. And he's really, you know, he might not have all the goals and the assists, but he's been very good at facilitating, which is something the Devils desperately needed, and he's been unbelievable at that on that top line with Heischer and, and Mercer, so I tip my cap to him, and, you know, I'm excited to see what, uh, you know, what else he can do. Uh, we have the final offensive player, so the final offensive player uh, is obviously the one and only Timo Meyer. So Timo Meyer was acquired via trade, and, you know, He's 6'1", 220, uh, 220 pounds, 26 years old. Uh, with the, the Sharks and the Devils, he had 40 goals, 26 assists, 66 points. Great. Um, also, you know, another Swiss boy for Heischer and Siegenthaler and uh, Akira Schmid, which is cool. But, yeah, I'm excited to, um, you know, I'm excited for for to have him uh, hopefully long term, which, you know, I, I have a feeling the Devils made that, <laughs> made that trade to get him long term. But... You know, he's been an unbelievable uh, player to watch so far just in the, his game. And the, the biggest key thing that the Devils needed was a big winger. And now they have that in Timo Meyer, And I think it will work out tremendously with them because having that physical presence with Meyer is definitely going to elevate the Devils as a whole to play a different type of game, a different type of game in terms of, you know, it's not all skill. You do have the physicality, but it's it's he does a lot more than that. He's been very good at backtracking, which I was very surprised that he's been he's backtracked on defense a whole bunch to uh, you know cut off a passing lane or you know apply pressure to a skater uh, coming down on Vanacek, Blackwood, or uh, Schmidt, whoever is in net. So yeah, you know I'm excited about that. Excited about uh, everything like that. So. He's going to be someone really fun to watch in the uh, for the next couple of years, hopefully. <laughs> but um, we got 
two two final guys to really talk about, which is obviously my boy Dougie Hamilton. So Dougie Hamilton, uh, twenty two goals, fifty two assists, seventy four points. Uh, you know, one of the better seasons for a, a New Jersey Devils defenseman in you know a really long time, and he's done uh, really well this season. Finally. Um, you know, it, it, he was off to a rocky start. I mean, obviously, I I say the the season he you know broke his jaw. I chalked that one up as when you break your jaw, that's a you know you, you obviously get a pass for not playing great because you're out for a while. You come back, you're wearing the cage or you know the mat, the whatever you know you would wear for that because there's multiple things you wear when you that happens with you. But yeah, he. Has been just great, uh, great anchor on the PowerPoint, um, on the patent of the PowerPoint, the power play. I, I don't know why I said PowerPoint, but uh, it's been a long day. Uh, great anchor on the uh, on the first team power, uh, power play. He's been really pivotal. Uh, he's made some great defensive plays. Great overtime hero this year, really. Uh, you know, I was at the game uh, when he did it against Vegas, where Jack made that pass up uh, when he's being crushed up against the boards. So yeah, he's always in the right position to rip those shots, and he's he's really great. So you know, I'm excited to have with the way he's played and what he's done. So continuing, um, final player we're going to talk about is Vitek Vanacek. Vitek Vanacek came in this year to you know try to spark Mackenzie Blackwood, but when he had, what he ended up doing was taking the, the starting job and playing really well. Uh, I mean, you know, he had 33 wins, uh, 11 losses, four overtime losses, a goal against the average, uh, goals against average was 2.45 and a save percentage of 0.911 with three shutouts, which is great. I mean, the devils haven't had a great, haven't had a great goalie since, uh, Marty Bordor. Uh, there, I said it, whatever, take it how you want. There has never been, there has not been a goalie since then. I mean, I know a lot of people agree with me on that, but, that's the one that's been the biggest issue with the New Jersey Devils for so many years. And, you know, so getting him with a trade uh, didn't really cost too much to get him, just a draft pick uh, or two, really. And, yeah, so he it was great for that. Uh, basically, you know, the goalie's uh, tandem was him and Blackwood. Blackwood basically sucked again this year, and, if I'm the New Jersey Devils, I basically just try to figure out a way to get rid of him because he's he's not good. And Akira Schmid uh, was a great backup for him. Had a couple shutouts this year, which is great for him, uh, for Schmid's confidence. And obviously, you know, Schmid's a Swiss boy, so he'll probably want to you know play a little bit more with with his buddies. But yeah, and um, speaking of goalies, the Devils have also signed. Um, Tyler Brennan to an entry-level contract. Um, he was the uh, fourth-round draft pick from the 2022 draft. And, yeah, basically, you know, signed his contract. And he was 19. He played um, He played his la- uh, the last four-plus seasons in the uh, WHL for Prince George. He's 6'4", 180 pounds. Uh, he recorded a career-high tw- uh, 21 wins in 2022-2023 with the Cougars. And help the team clinch a uh, consecutive playoff berth. So, yeah, sounds like um you know pretty good goalie. And you know he's nineteen you know nineteen years old. I'm not going to complain. And they can use all the help they can get, especially at the goalie. Um, you know, especially at the goalie position. But so, yeah, Vitek was great, and um, that's basically it on on him really. 
<clears throat> so the last two games of the season, um, you know, Jack Hughes uh, against the Buffalo Sabres had they had clinched a playoff berth, and I believe that was, uh, yeah, Jack Hughes got the uh, officially had surpassed Patrick Eliash. So really, not too much to go, uh, you know, go in on this game. They won six two. They outplayed the the Sabers, which they should have, and yeah, it was a good uh, overall game. Now, continuing to the Capitals game, this is interesting. So, oh, also, I forgot to talk about the Buffalo Sabres game. Um, there was a certain player that made his debut. I didn't mention that at all. Luke Hughes uh, had signed his uh, entry-level uh, contract to the NHL and made his debut against the Buffalo Sabres, which... Um, Worked out, actually, I don't think it was against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. It all kind of, it's all kind of gone together. He either made it against the, no, he didn't make it against the Bruins. He made it against the Sabres. I am correct on that. I know that now for a fact. Because I remember I thought he was going to make his debut against the Bruins, but he did not. So, yeah, Devils move on to the Caps. They were down uh, 3-1 at one point, and uh, it was looking really bleak. I was like, ah, they're not going to be able to contend for the Metro. Like, the, like you know, sucks, because I really didn't want them to play the Rangers, but not too much you can really do about that. Um, yeah, and, with, and unfortunately, you know, two, Florida shit the bed, so it is what it is. But, yeah, so they, uh, Devils actually end up completing a comeback in overtime to beat the Capitals 5-4, to and what makes this game special is that Luke Hughes played, and Luke Hughes was actually the one who scored the overtime winner, and Jack Hughes assisted his goal. So Luke collected uh, two his first two NHL career points in this game and helped the Devils, um, you know, advance to the uh, one of the, they had they broke a, they broke the franchise record for uh, most wins in a. Most road wins in a season, which is great. And first off, his goal that he scored was absolutely beautiful. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say it was just a standard, standard run of the mill goal. He was, you know, very agile, and I was very surprised because, you know, I didn't know how he was gonna be coming into the league. You know, because he's fresh off of playing in the Frozen Four. Uh, Michigan had lost the Quinnipiac, so once that happened, he signed his uh, entry level contract with the Devils and went and started playing with his brother. But so yeah, the Devils end up completing that and Luke Hughes collects both of his uh first two career points, which is big for him. Hopefully, you know, a lot more in the future, Luke. And yeah. So before we dive into the playoffs, we're going to take a little break to talk to listen hear from sorry about that, got a little tripped up, to hear from our sponsors here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a 
bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. And we are back. So, uh, I don't really want to get into this because of how disappointed I was with the way this happened, but Devils took on the Rangers to for the uh, you know first game of the playoffs. Um and the Rangers definitely uh, got the best of them in this one. Uh, 5-1 was the final score. Jack Hughes had the lone goal for the New Jersey Devils. He um, you know, had a penalty shot that he was able to convert very late in the third period. And, yeah, um, there's really not much to talk about in terms of the Devils. Uh, you know, guys like Nico Heischer, Jack, uh, Dougie, you know, a couple other people played well. But there are a lot of people that did not. And if I'm being honest, if... I am head coach Lindy Ruff. Miles Wood and Michael McLeod do not make this lineup next game. Uh, I think that Curtis Lazar and Yegor Sharangovic should be in that role because Miles Wood is just basically fucking useless. And he doesn't have any right to be on this roster, if I'm being honest. I don't know why Lindy Ruff likes him. He really doesn't do much. He does not. And it sucks, but there's not much that so much as I can do about it. Just kind of hope. But, yeah, the Devils were outplayed definitely by the experienced Rangers because playoff hockey is different. I know a lot of people think that's bullshit, but playoff hockey is different. It is way faster, way more intense. You are basically laying everything out on the line in every single game because you want to make sure that you get the best of your opponent to secure that win to advance to towards your ultimate goal of winning the Stanley Cup. And the Rangers have done that. They did that last year, and they came into this game and did that to the Devils, who were very inexperienced with more than half their games uh, you know, coming from Andre Palat, who has the most playoff experience on the New Jersey Devils, and it's not even with the team. It's with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Devils were definitely outplayed, and changes need to be made to that lineup. You need to have Curtis Azarin for defensive purposes, and on top of that, just he's a – you know, physical player. He finishes his checks. I think he would be great to replace Mike McLeod, who is a walking penalty. And honestly, he's, you know, very, he's a little baby sometimes. He gets really pissed off and then he tries to fight someone and then he gets sent to the box, which is what happened uh, against the Rangers in game one, which is ridiculous. Same with Miles Wood. He, I love the passion, but dude, you get thrown in the box all the time for, for the dumbest penalties, dude. It's the same thing with Brennan Smith. And, at this point, I'd rather have Brennan Smith in the in the lineup because 
he's at least played a bunch of playoff games for um he I think he played uh with the he played I think he played a couple with the Rangers but he was he played in uh, a bunch with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and yeah I'm just hoping that th- there's some changes made um Timo Meyer needs to be bumped up to the second line I, I don't know why he's was playing in the third line with Eric Halla. Um, I think Jack Hughes would definitely be ben- – him and Hughes would benefit having each other on the uh, same line. Um, but, yeah, the Devils are outplayed. There's really not, not much more I can talk about. The They got their first playoff game under their belts for most of them, and you can just kind of hope that they <laughs> figure their shit out quick uh, before Thursday. And, you know, something that popped up, you know, after the um, – game today the you know Lindy Ruff said you know good thing that everybody has has a game under the belt which yes it's good that everybody has a general idea of now of how playoff hockey works but it's going to be it's a you know very uphill battle right now and basically you know he said um you know that they all admitted to uh, early jitters and uh you know the sloppy game loss and it's just you can't have that you can't I don't care what anybody says. You can't really, you can't have that at all. And it's, it, it is tough, but you know, I understand why, because they're the most inexperienced team that um, is currently in the playoffs. But I just, I, I really hope that it's not the downfall um, in, you know, downfall into the, this abyss. I, re, I, I hope that they can figure this out and, you know, basically be more competitive this uh game this upcoming game on thursday than they were tonight so yeah that basically wraps up that on the on the playoff talk um you know maybe i'll, I'll dive in a little bit more thursday maybe we'll do two episode um you know week just because i haven't done one uh since i think in february so you know a lot's been going on but we're back now we're ready to go and yeah, that basically wraps up everything that I want to talk about and everything that really has happened in the last couple of you know uh, weeks with the New Jersey Devils. So thank you all for listening and I hope you all have a fantastic day.